everybody how is everybody doing today um, just getting started here on this last Sunday of the year 2020 is uh, coming to an end and I think for some people they'd say finally um, I hope everybody's having a good week we have um, a lot of um interesting times i think that people have been dealing with you have the whole pandemic and uh, issues with trying to gather together and travel and um, all the different things that are going on with that so i know uh, some people were not able to get together with family members some people have had uh, family members that have passed away recently um, from the virus and other other issues um, so I know um, with the way everything's been going this year, it may be a very interesting time for some. And, uh, you know, I just pray for peace and joy and that everybody is able to reflect on uh, the gift that um, God gave us uh, with sending Jesus down uh, to die for our sins and to bring us into a right relationship with him and uh, as we come to the end of one year and a new year begins, look to him to see what the Holy Spirit is speaking, what the Holy Spirit's want to do. I know, you know, if if you listen to the uh, propaganda on TV and uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, you might think that we're in very perilous times, that there's a lot of bad going on. There's, you know, death, there's chaos, there's... Uh, racial divisions there's all these different things but in reality if if you're listening to the holy spirit and looking at what god is doing in the world uh i think you'd see a totally opposite thing you'd see that god has an amazing plan for this new year to come god's spirit has been working um calling together people uh, a remnant of individuals that are willing to move forward with him and to do the right thing to to serve others uh, where needed and to just truly make a difference in the world and it won't on the surface look like much in the beginning but you'll be amazed how it will explode it's jesus used this illustration he's like a little leaven leavens the whole lump um and that leaven has to be activated uh within bread uh, to be able to bring that rising. And uh, that is what is happening now. And that is what the Holy Spirit is going to do. He's got the leaven and he's, he's ready to activate it. Uh, 2021 is going to be a time of activation. And you're going to see in the beginning, uh, it may not look big again, because it's going to be individuals uh, within their homes, uh, within their neighborhoods, within their communities, uh, moving forward with what the Holy Spirit is showing them, moving forward with love, uh, with the fruit of the Spirit, peace and joy and kindness and self-control, all those things, um, and just transforming their lives by surrendering to God and letting the Holy Spirit do that work and transforming lives around them as the fruit of the Spirit is being shared, as the light of the gospel, as uh, individuals share their testimony, what God's doing for them, how God's bringing them through, how God's got hope for them. Um, I was listening to someone uh, yesterday sharing how 
there were um, atheistic doctors that as they saw believers going through and fighting some of the cancers and different things that they were doing, that they ended up giving their heart to the Lord because they were like, man, just seeing how they're handling difficult times. Um, and so if you're someone that's having a lot of issues at this time, praise God that you have a testimony that you can share. You can share how God's brought you through. You can share how God's bring, brought you peace. You can share how God provided uh, at times of need. You can, you can share the comfort that God gives, you know, and as the God of all comfort comforts us, then we're able to comfort others. Um, so <clears throat> I'm really excited to look at, and uh, I'm going to be looking in Ephesians chapter four uh, to dish, share with you what the Holy Spirit has been showing me uh, for this new year. I've been uh, uh, looked at a lot of things uh, yesterday and the day before, well, you know, in previous weeks, really, but I was really focusing on some uh, things yesterday and, and um, individuals that are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and listen to him. Some I, I never listened to before or met and just kind of just doing some searches and seeing what um, the Holy Spirit was speaking to different individuals just to see. And it, it, it's so cool because when the Holy Spirit uh, speaks to us and we share what the Holy Spirit is showing us, it's going to resonate with other individuals that, that know the Holy Spirit. And as um, we hear, we listen to, we pay attention to what the Holy Spirit's sharing with, with various individuals, we get a bigger picture, a full picture. Um, I've used the illustration of like if there was a car accident, uh, you know, to really get a full picture of what happened at the accident, uh, the more witnesses you have, the, the better you can find out because this person was able to see from this corner, this point of view. Uh, this person saw from a, a different point of view that the car is going a different, you know, as they came together. Uh, the individuals that were driving saw something from a different point of view. And so as, as you get all the stories together, you get a better, fuller picture of what's happening. Think about um, when there's uh, news events uh, that happen in the media and there's different ones reporting. Um, You'll hear a little bit different part of the report here, different part there, different. And then later, as those reports are put together, you get the full picture. And so as we're going into 2020, I want to challenge you to listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying to you first and foremost. Uh, listen to, to what the Holy Spirit is, uh, where he's guiding you, uh, the people that he's bringing into your lives that, that can be a strength to you. Um, if there's people in your lives that are destructive, um, the ability to distance yourself from them, uh, sometimes that, that is something that, that we have to do in love. Um, and as you listen to what the Holy Spirit's showing you and teaching you, find others that give a fuller understanding of what the Holy Spirit is saying. Um, I'm not saying you have to find someone that agrees with everything you say, but as we get a deeper understanding of what the Holy Spirit uh, is saying, then we get that fuller picture. So anyway, um, in Ephesians chapter four, um, Paul is writing here, Sharon, it's good to have you. Oh, I can wave at you. Look at that. Um, Dr. Paul, good to have you here. Uh, Paul was a prisoner um, when he wrote this. And so he starts off in verse one, you know, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And I'll just stop there. I'll kind of break this down as we go along. But <clears throat> first of all, there, you know, Paul's telling people uh, 
the Ephesians and other believers. Uh, you can see in verse chapter one, but he's saying, uh, live a life that's worthy. Uh, live a life that's worthy of that calling you've received, you know, as, as God calls us and brings us into a place. Now, sometimes when people hear a calling, uh, when it pertains to the Lord, they think of, you know, a, a pastor, an evangelist, you know, uh, individuals that are clergy or these types of things, you know, missionaries, all these types of uh, ones that, that would be called, but we all have a calling in our lives. Uh, we all have uh, a place of ministry in our lives. Uh, it, it goes back to the whole idea of the priesthood of believers. That we are all prophets, priests, and kings because that's the anointing of Christ that we have in our lives. Now, there's different um, positions. There's different work, just like in a company. Uh, you know, the, the individuals in the company are called associates and stuff, and they, they all work together. But one might be in a manager position. Uh, one might be in a customer service position. One might be in a sales position. Uh, and so in the same way in the body of Christ, we all have different positions, different callings that we're called to do. It doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor or an evangelist or a missionary or anything like that. You have a calling. You are to go and make disciples. You are to go and share, again, your testimony uh, and the fruit of the Spirit with others. Um, and so uh, I, I love the way, you know, Paul's urging, he's urging, you know, kind of a strong uh, thing to live a life worthy of the calling. and. The fact that he starts with as a prisoner <laughs> adds a little weight to what he's saying, right? He's saying, I'm willing to go to jail. I'm willing to face death. I'm willing to be persecuted. I'm willing to, you look at the list of things he went through, right? Shipwrecked, whipped, uh, you know, left for dead, stoned, all these things. He's, you know, I'm willing to do this. So here's what I'm going to tell you. You need to live a life worthy of the calling that you have. And another place that, he says, you know, I want to lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me. And, and let that resonate with you a little bit. Why did Christ pick you? Why did Christ call you? Why did Jesus die for you? And yes, you know, we got the basic answers because of love and all these types of things. But he also has a purpose for you. He has a place for you. He has a calling for you. He has work for you to do. He, he has service that you can serve. Remember Jesus at the Last Supper when he gets up and he washes the disciples' feet. Um, there's some washing you can do. Uh, there's some assistance you can do. And you, you may feel very unworthy, uh, just like the sinful woman that was at Jesus' feet, and all she could do was wash his feet with her tears and dry them with her hair. And maybe you feel you're in that position, but you can do that. You can do something. Um, and so think about why he's laid hold of you, what purpose he has, what place he has for you. And I know in American Christianity, at least, that a lot of people don't really think about that. It's not talked about a whole lot. Um, but you are precious. And as a matter of fact, when you have people in your life, you know, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, um, these different ones uh, that are in your life, they are there to equip you to do the work that you are called to do. And it, it's a shame that it, as far as we've gotten away uh, from uh, through the Reformation and these types of things that we really, even now, still struggle with the idea of the priesthood of believers, struggle with the idea of uh, every member 
having a work to do. Uh, and so I just, uh, you know, challenge you on that. <clears throat> so going on, you know, as a prisoner, he's like, live that life worthy. And then uh, verse two, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Um, you know, I'll stop there. I'll just get, I'm just going to break it down verse by verse because uh, there's just so much here. <clears throat> so he says, you know, in order to do this, in order to walk in the place we have, we've got to be humble. We've got to be gentle. Uh, we, we've probably all in our lives experienced individuals that were the opposite of that, right? They weren't very humble. They were bolsterous and proud and, and all these types of things. People that weren't gentle, they're rude and um, aggressive and these types of things. But um, in the world, you know, that's bad enough. But even in the body of Christ, we'll see that, right? We'll see uh, ministers and others that just um, almost think they're the ones that are doing this work. They're the ones that are being successful. They're the ones that are saving souls when it's Christ and it's all about him. Uh, and so we, we got to, you know, always stay away from that. And one thing you will find, it, it may not happen quickly, but it will happen. If you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, he will lift you up. And if you refuse to humble yourself, he will humble you. He will find ways. And I've got many stories I could share on that, but I'm just going to keep going. Um, and again, and then be gentle. And it, think about being gentle. You know, we got um, my daughter adopted a little kitten. And my dog, Baxter, who can be very aggressive, we had to teach him to be gentle with her otherwise he could kill her <laughs> and he's learning and he's, he's come a long way she's still alive so we're doing good but, but think about being gentle it's you know avoiding harm um there's a kindness involved there's a care there's um, a paying attention of what you're doing uh, that comes with gentleness so you're uh watching for the right words to say, looking for the right things to do. Um, I know we've all experienced in our lives, there's individuals that we have to be much more aware of what we're saying, what we are doing around them. They can be easily offended. They can be easily hurt. Um, individuals that have had trauma in their lives. Um, if we approach things in the wrong way, we can uh, add to that trauma, bring a secondary trauma to it, uh, trigger uh, different things around them. And so uh, that gentleness really has to do with, with all those uh, areas of being aware, uh, not just communicating, not just working, not just dealing with people in exactly the same way that we do everybody else, but being individual. And isn't that one of the beautiful things about God, that he is a personal God. Uh, he loves each and every one of us individually and blesses us in a way specific to us. Uh, I love that when um, you look at him uh, in his ministry with Jesus, and he would be very specific to the different individuals that he talked to. Um, and it wasn't just a, a one-size-fits-all message. Uh, and, th and that's the way it is for us. Uh, also in not just words, but in deeds. You know, how do we treat uh, individuals? So that, that gentleness, that, that humility. Uh, one of the other ways that you can see humility is where, uh, you know, Scripture talks about esteeming others better than yourselves. 
you know, putting others above. Again, that image of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, having that image. How can I go down, lower myself to raise my brother or sister up? Uh, that's uh, that form of humility that we're talking about. It's not weakness. It's strength. Uh, Jesus, when he washed the disciples' feet, if you look at the uh, event and what what he was thinking about when he did that, is, is that Scripture says that knowing that he came from God, knowing he was returning to God, you know, consider that, you know, knowing who he was, knowing why he was there, knowing his power, his strength, knowing who could have called 10,000 angels, knowing, you know, he, he had was going to lay his own life down, knowing all these different things, knowing he was going to have a name above every other name, he washes the disciples' feet. Um, and that is humility. It, humility is strength. It is not weakness. Um, <clears throat> it says, uh, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Um, and and that's a tricky one, right? Um, I, I like the scripture verse that says, uh, warn the idle, encourage the timid, and help the weak, and be patient with everyone. Um, patience with brothers and sisters in the Lord can be tricky. Um, <laughs> those of you that are ministers know it can really be tricky because you get to see all the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, but uh, we need to always have that attitude of but for the grace of god there goes i in other words it's only by the grace of god that i haven't messed my life up worse than this person did uh it's only by the grace of god that i've made a, a wiser decision than what that person's making right now um it's only by the grace of god that um, i have some abilities that this individual doesn't whatever it may happen to be um always having that kind of an attitude to be patient because when you look at it that way and you realize how much God did for you, you realize that the blessings you have, the victory that you have, the wisdom that you have, the prosperity that you have, whatever it is, all the good uh, in your life, you look at it and realize that it all came from God. Then when you're dealing with someone else, especially those that are trying, those that are uh, you know, offensive, those that are... Uh, mean-spirited, those that are doing really horrible things to mess up their lives and always having problems, you can go at it with patience because you go, man, the only reason I'm not in those positions, the only reason I'm not doing those things, the only reason I am where I am is because of God. Uh, and I think that's a really good position to be and can help us with patience because uh, as we understand better where people are at, it's like you know, I work with individuals with disabilities and there's ones I've worked with that, you know, could be very violent. They could hit you, they could, you know, all different kinds of things. But as you would look at what was happening in their lives, in their minds or the mental disabilities they might have or uh, imbalances or physical disabilities, and, and you see them doing these types of things, it helps you to have more patience to understand that it's not because they're a bad person or they're being evil or anything like that. Um, it's a, a part of corruption that has touched them uh, and made them not whole in some area. And so they, they act that way. Um, hey, Derek, good to have you here, man. Michael. Um, <clears throat> so uh, going on in Ephesians chapter four, uh, being patient oh, and, and bearing with one another. 
and I like that word, right? Bearing with one another. You know, sometimes we have to bear with others. Um, praise God. If God has in your life some individuals that are uh, hard to work with, hard to deal with, you know, and I'm talking about brothers and sisters in the Lord, or maybe, you know, if you have jobs at work, things like that, individuals that you do have to love and, and are, are part of your life. Um, praise God if you have that, because God's loved you enough to be able to bless you with that individual that is bringing patience and virtue and giving you an opportunity to humble yourself, uh, giving you an opportunity to serve, giving you an opportunity to love someone that's not being very lovely. Um, praise God for that blessing and that opportunity. I know it doesn't feel like a blessing at time, but uh, it is. I know uh, when I was uh, running the used bookstore and, you know, I, it was a Christian bookstore. So we had a lot of, a lot of different individuals from different bands backgrounds there were certain customers that were really hard to get along with and really hard to deal with and so what i would do um and this was just to push myself what i do is i would go out of my way then to talk to those individuals to serve those individuals to help those individuals and in many ways it was a selfish thing on my part i was just trying to help myself learn how to deal with the individuals um, but, uh, it really helped me then, um, as I did that more and, and matured more to be able to work with all different kinds of individuals with all different kinds of approaches, ideas, um, thoughts, um, ways of communicating. Um, and so it, it turns into a real blessing. Um, and so I, I would definitely encourage that, you know, that one at work, that one at church, that, that one in your life and your family, wherever that those individuals that are just really oh, hard, maybe you can be the one to change that. Maybe you can be the one that, that shows them love and you're able to break through whatever that is that's causing them to be that way. Uh, wouldn't that be cool if God uses you instead of you saying, oh, I can't deal with that person, saying, wait, Holy Spirit, you can do it. Oh, come Spirit, give me that. You do the, show me, give me the wisdom. What, what do I do? Um, wouldn't that be cool? So, okay, going on. Um, <clears throat> verse three, uh, Ephesians four, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And, and that's really the, the main point, the main thing that I see the Holy Spirit bringing us into to, for 2021 is unity is spirit, um, a bond of peace. There are individuals that want to deal with darkness. There are individuals that want to deal with disruption. There are individuals that want to come against God. And they unite together with hatred. They unite together with violence they unite together with destruction they unite together to destroy something that's there so they can have what they want um chaos really is what it comes down to that's not the kind of unity that we need to have in christ the, the unity that we have in christ you know making every effort to keep this unity of the spirit through a bond of peace that bond of peace has to do with individuals uh, that are serving Christ, that know God, that have the spirit of Christ within them, where we bond together in peace saying, okay, I am not going to fight with you just because you're with a different denomination. I am not going to 
look down on you because your skin's a different color. I'm not going to refuse to associate with you because you have a different social status than I do. Um, I am not going to be judging in the world's way. Instead, I see you have the same Holy Spirit in you. And so we're going to have peace together and we're going to work together. We may, we may not be able to agree on everything. We may have different doctrinal views. We may have different uh, economic views, educational ideas, you know, governmental ideas, whatever they may happen to be. But there's a peace that comes through that bond of the Holy Spirit. That bond of peace is only accomplished through the Holy Spirit. Uh, again, the enemy, they have a bond, but it's all hatred. It's all destruction. It's all chaos. Once they destroy all the things they want to destroy, they'll start destroying each other. They'll eat themselves. It's like a, a dog turning on its own own tail. Um, and so it's just a, a totally opposite uh, idea in the body of Christ, that, that bond of peace. Uh, verse 4, there is one body and one spirit, uh, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. Wow, that's a lot there. So there's only one body. Um, and, and it goes on to talk about one baptism. I want to hit on that real quick, okay? Uh, you may say, well, wait, why, what, what, is it, what do they mean one baptism? Well, well, think about what baptism is, what it represents, what is happening when you are baptized. You are saying, and, you know, people have different ideas of how baptism looks like. It's sprinkled, poured, dunked, whatever. Um, I think Mike Workney used to say, you just get a shallow pool, have them roll around, and then it splashes people on the side. Everybody gets happy. But um, <clears throat> The idea is that you are, you go down, and you're dying with Christ, and then you are resurrected anew, right? You're, you're new life, new creation. Um, and the one baptism that he's talking about here is, you are not baptized into the Baptist church. You're not baptized into the Methodist church, the Catholic church, the Assembly of God church, the you know, independent church. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Um, that's not what the baptism is. Think of um, Corinthians uh, in Paul saying, you know, you're not baptized into Paul. You're not baptized into Peter. You're not baptized into Apollos. No, um, the baptism the, by the Holy Spirit I'm not talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit, but baptism by the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit takes you into the body of Christ. And and there's a lot happening there, right? Look, look at the way he ends it. Who is overall, or wait, uh, one God and Father of all, who is overall and through all and in all. He's overall, he's through all, he's in all, he's the Father of all. <clears throat> and that's the way it is when we come into the body of Christ because we are baptized into his body. We are also covered with him. We are clothed with Christ. He, he surrounds us. He covers us. Now we can stand before God uh, in Christ's righteousness. Um, it, and so there's all these different areas that are happening. So the Holy Spirit's coming inside of us, right? And giving us new life, writing the law in our heart. And we're alive inside. But the Holy Spirit is also taking us and putting us into the body of Christ. And, and so there's a lot that's happening there. And the the one faith, the, the one hope, uh, one body, one baptism, all of this is, it's the body of Christ. And as believers, if we're confessing with our mouths, Jesus is Lord, we're believing in our heart that God raised him from the dead. 
we are followers of Christ, that Holy Spirit is the same for each and every one of us. If it's not the same spirit, then it's not Christ. And so as we're bought, brought into the body of Christ, then we can have that peace and fellowship with other believers that are walking in the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to look at the color of their skin. We don't have to look at their educational status. We don't have to look at their uh, economic status. We don't have to look at their denominational name. We can know that they are brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we can walk with them in patience. We can walk with them in kindness. We can humble ourselves. We can serve um, all those things. And so uh, the the thing I really wanted to hit on and, and I wanted to talk about is I see and, and I've heard it resonate throughout uh, my studies recently, especially yesterday and the day before as I was looking at things. The Holy Spirit is wanting to bring unity in Christ through the Holy Spirit that can only come from him. And there is an outpouring of the spirit that's going to come as believers, as, as remnant individuals that are really hungry to see a move of God each individually are walking in the power of the spirit and then God will make those connections, bring the people together and will be built up together in love. And, and you can see further in Ephesians, I'll try to go there next week where how that all works. And that is where he's wanting to take us. That is what this new year is about. As a matter of fact, uh, you could even say it, it, we're at the end of an age. We're at the end of a time. Uh, you know, people talk dispensations. They use all kinds of different words. But what we're at the end of one day, one time, uh, one age, and we're coming into a new one. And praise God, even though it looks really dark, it is a time of great light and victory and power uh, and abundance and blessing and revival for those that pay attention. Whether it happens for the whole country, whether it's a huge revival that rocks the world, a time will tell. But individually, it can be for us. And it's up to us to walk in unity that comes in Christ through the Holy Spirit as we fellowship and love other believers. And in your church, there may not be a lot. In your church, there may be a lot. But there are individuals that God will bring into your life that are walking in the same spirit. And it's time to work together closer uh, with them, love them, uh, serve them, humble yourself, be patient with them, and we'll see the victory of God. And so I just uh, thank everybody for being here. May God bless you and keep you, uh, love you. Uh, stay tuned. I think uh, Dr. Collins is going to come on in a little while, and I'll share that as well. Be blessed.